Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where three white idiots uh, watch a movie and then we talk about it. Uh, my name is David, and um, do you struggle with social interactions? It's keeping up, are keeping relationships up difficult. Um, does everyone love you, but not as much as you think they should love you? <laughs> are women not flocking all over you in the streets? Uh, you may be suffering from an acute case of superhero emo syndrome, uh, which can be resolved with our new um, venom patches. Uh, side effects may include beating the ever-living shit out of your ex-girlfriend for no apparent reason, um, <laughs> bullying uh, your landlord's daughter into bringing you biscuits and milk while you talk on the phone to your college professor, because that's somehow a disturbing scene. Um, <laughs> that's all I've got. <laughs> And also, weird I dancing, do. inappropriate dancing. That's that's the I mean, you missed that big. So, I uh, think that's I think that's one hundred and five pen, high one hundred and five pen uh, pence yeah. percent Maguire. Ugh. Awful, awful. My name's Sam, and my favourite part of this movie was the bit with Peter and MJ, MJ and a job, Peter and his job, oh. Peter and Brock, <laughs> Peter and Harry, Harry and his memory loss, the wrong killer plot, Sandman is now the killer. Seems a bit weird because his daughter's died. Sandman and his daughter, Gwen and Brock, JJ and his son, Brock getting taken over and killed by Venom, and somewhere, Peter's Venom too. Oh, such a um, great... We forgot Peter and Gwen. Oh, sorry. And Peter Harry and, and MJ. And Harry and MJ, And the yeah, butler and Harry. And the <laughs> butler and Peter. It's just such a tight movie. It's so tightly wound. It's such a tight <laughs> script. Everything's just snapping. We've got... There's no fat. There's nothing. It's great. Love it. Fantastic. Hi, Sam. <laughs> and I'm Ross. With the third movie in a trilogy comes zero continuity. <laughs> <laughs> so, off the bat, whose effing fault was this? Why did we... Hey, 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 hey. Oh, I thought we were done with reparations. Right there, I thought we were done with reparations. We, yeah. we have, we have, we have... But it was div. ...called the moratorium on recrimination. So you sit back down. <laughs> this week, <laughs> we watched... The oh, absolute like um, classic of a shit show. One of the most notorious, notoriously bad movies ever made. Uh, Spider-Man 3 from 2007. Sigh. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to get this out there. Early doors, right? <clears throat> because I text you guys after I was done watching. That was the first one to watch. And I was like, I actually enjoyed watching that. And then watching you guys text one another and just the fucking rinsing you gave this movie. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm even thinking to myself, I know this movie's bad. Why do I think I enjoyed it? And I have a theory. And it's because I think it's because I was watching my kid at the same time, but I was watching it in like 30 minute stints. So I watch a bit. He wants to play. So we then go and play a bit, come back into the living room. I can watch another 30 minutes while he's playing with toys and stuff. So I think it's because very, like a series of short, short exposures, and you're able to get it get through it in like four stints. Because yeah, everything, maybe. and it's and it's so long, and it's so <sighs> it's so packed full of just like like there's not there's you know when you think oh we, 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 that great that great thing about Simpsons episodes, and the test of a good Simpsons episode is. Can you explain the title in a single sentence? Bart gets an elephant. Fantastic. Homer and the Barbershop Quartet. Brilliant. Everything I need to know. 
And <laughs> you can't, you know, when it comes to this, it comes to the poor episodes of The Simpsons, like fucking Seymour uh, Flanders' wife gets killed by a t-shirt cannon. What? <laughs> like this <laughs> is doesn't have the same exploit. And if you can't explain and in an elevator pitch what your movie's about then you've got a problem and this fucking film is just like you need you need about 4000 words just to get the basics just to get the basics of what's going on in this absolute you need a degree in yeah. cryptology to follow this movie it's madness um, i mean what it's did it gross set up huh how much how much did this movie like clear at the box office I don't know. I'll have a look. But I think it's one of those ones. It's about 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that suggests it's pretty good. It was 250 to 300 million budget and it made almost 900 million. So <laughs> fuck you. And what no, do we know? What do we what, know? What do we know? But really, really, the, I think my disappointment stems from the fact that for us, this is like our Spider Man movie, isn't it? 2000, mm. it? 2001, I think, maybe the. The first oh, one, the original, yeah, the original one, one, yeah, came out and like that was like wow, superhero movies. We'll never get sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> and we got an origin story, and we got you know, Tobey Maguire was all right, but he was fun, and it, the whole thing was well done. Mm. I thought, like, I think the first one, yeah. I love the first one. Second one, pretty great as well. Alfred Molina, all, all of that, good. Yeah, and then. We come to this one. I think that's why I'm so offended by this movie. It's kind of like the um, it's the so analogy good before like it. The wheels come off, um, <laughs> and obviously Marvel's kind of changed the game in terms of. But every like superhero franchise did this. The X Men films were like the first one was pretty good. The second one was like, what are we doing? And the third one was yeah. totally fucking wacky and insane and bad. Fantastic four. Um, it was like, get your wallet out, boys. Yeah. Unfortunately, Sam, they only ever made, they only ever managed to make two Fantastic Four movies before the whole franchise imploded. Separately. Um, yeah. Like two, no, no, two, two like sets. one after the other. No, yeah. no, no, no. There was, there was, there was a Fantastic Four, the one yeah. with um, Captain America, Chris yeah. Evans. And then there was a sequel to that. Yes. With the same actors. But that's yeah. as far as they've managed to get, and then they have made a reboot of it. Anyway, this isn't the Fantastic yeah. Four podcast. That's next week. Um, <laughs> Please don't. resigning from the podcast. <laughs> it's I'm not, not editing week. anymore. <laughs> anyway, anyway, good lord. I think Spider Man Two is an excellent movie, and I think I think that we sometimes look at like the box office of a movie, and we're like, oh, well, what the fuck do we know? Actually. With a franchise, you kind of almost guarantee yeah, like you if are. the second if the second one's really good, people are gonna go and watch the third one. Even if their best mate says to them it's rubbish, they're still gonna go and watch it. You're to almost, see for themselves. You're almost guaranteed at least fifty percent of the previous installments box office clearance. Yeah. Uh, like almost guaranteed. So at least at a hundred percent. So like let's say the previous one cleared four hundred uh, four hundred million. With a budget of 250, 300, they know they're still going to clear 100 million before they've even begun shooting. They know they're going to clear that much. Yeah. So yeah. Why, why wouldn't you go for it? Why and, wouldn't you? And and you know what? We have we have seen you know the endless fucking wheelbarrow loads of, of superhero movies over the last like 15, <laughs> 20, uh, 10, 15 years. And that's fine. Like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that per se. Tell your face. Yeah, fuck me. But. <laughs> But coming on, coming on the back of of, of uh, your guys' Batman <clears throat> episode, and like, there's just something about superhero movies that I'm just so tired of. I'm just so tired of. So, in a certain respect, yeah. I am like thinking, is this just 
because I've been, you know, for the the only media, the only culture that we've been that we've had for the last decade has been superhero films. Am I suffering some kind of post traumatic stress because of that? Possibly, almost certainly, yes. No, <laughs> but <laughs> oh god, <laughs> but but also. I really like the first one. I watched Spider-Man 1 relatively recently. I thought it was great. And it's just yeah. like and and how can you how can you take so much? How can you take so much stuff from the comics? Just cram it all together in a fucking tuna can of a movie, shake it around and expect me to go great, brilliant, more, more please. Well, Shovel it's more in my mouth. Fantastic. It's <laughs> you kind of need to separate it from <laughs> This is getting pretty disgusting. Um, <laughs> this given the thumbs up and like kind of based on the old superhero model. Um, so I'm just going to sort of get into this whole thing for a second. So the Marvel movies, what it's um, ba- um, Iron Man came out in 2008. So the MCU like came the following year from this. So this is much like much more in the vein of like I said those X Men movies, those Batman movies. Like this is like you you know your more traditional like. Let's let's make superhero movies on the James Bond basis. Let's make a you know let's make one every couple of years, and it'll be a new baddie, a new gadgets, but everything else will be pretty much the same, you know. Yeah, and that's right. what they want at this point. That's that's the only vision for like a long-standing fran- fran- standing franchise is literally that. Like, because the only long-standing standing franchises at the time were the Police Academy movies and Bond. <laughs> that's kind of it, really. <laughs> Oh I'm not God. even joking. Like oh maybe Star God. Wars, there's like what four Star Wars movies? Well, uh, by 2007, yeah. sorry, there's six Star Wars movies. Um, but like there aren't many like franchises that well, run along. There the are time. franchises, but there's not it's not the scale, it's not the MCU, it's not the cinematic universes. That's what yeah, exactly yeah. where the yeah. MCU yeah. can crank out like you know, they've made what 20, what did we just call like 30 movies? Either yeah, I made like 35, or isn't it? Yeah, 35 uh, movies. Right. And like if if five of those are absolutely god awful, like the shit on the bottom of your shoe, god awful, and there are at least five of those, but definitely, um, they just keep throwing money after it because there's like an endless amount of cash to be had. Lunchboxes. Whereas, like a movie like Spider Man, even though the first one was an absolute runaway hit, no one expected to be as popular as it was, and the second one is like still to this day, I probably think one of the more fondly remembered superhero movies of all time. Like that seems to be very much the opinion online and. And with critics, which one is Sp- Spider Man? Is Spider Man Two? Uh, yeah, yeah. But of this series, yeah. Um, mm. So it's kind of frustrating that this movie suffers from all the things that, like, a lot of third movies, like second sequels, suffer from. Where for some reason they obviously, I don't know if they decided they weren't going to get another movie, so they decided they have to do like fucking four, fourteen movies worth of storylines in one movie. Right. This this is pure conjecture, but I imagine that sort of stuff comes down to, and obviously it's a th- it's a combination of like filling your pockets, of course. Like we gotta gotta make that money. Uh, but that's also the one like, thing, Ross. Gotta make that, <laughs> that money. The main dollar thing. dollar. But also when it comes to it, like you know, usually these contracts, like at maximum, people like sort of account for there'll be th- what, there's three movies in this max, and so that's what's in the contract. And so if there's even like actually we could really do like an overarching story, we could get a fourth movie out of this. And you're like, mm, that's going to need renegotiation, and they're going to yeah. want they're, they're going to want more money. But we don't want to spend more money to make more money. We just want all the money. <laughs> so it's just like, no, no, all the money from the third movie is fine. What about quality? Fuck quality. Yeah, 
and th- that's all summed up by like this this is a proper executive move isn't it this is a proper yeah i mean adding <clears throat> venom was was not sam Ra- Raimi's uh decision no Javier rad was like no we're gonna we're, we're gonna do it and and he felt guilty for that and it's like actually when you when you break down what this movie is and isn't it's it's got a lot to carry on from Spider-Man 2. It's a it is a proper sequel. It's not just a you know it's it's a we have to progress the story. So Harry's pissed at Peter. Okay, yeah. that's a good starting point. Mary Jane now knows that Spider-Man is Spider-Man. Okay, that's interesting and that gives us something to work with. Yeah. And the film the film is just stringing all of these things out and as I said at the start there's just like it's 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 so much to keep up with and it requires you to have seen the second one and the first one. And also probably read like at least four hundred of the comics, you know, just so you could really aware of what's going on. Like, it's, like, hold on a second. A if lot. you came, if you came at this, if you came at this, you know, who the fuck is Gwen Stacy? <laughs> Why are we interested in it? Anyone? No, no, no. We don't. We unless you've seen the film before, and oh, she was going out with an astronaut or something. I don't know. Like, uh, you get I'm, I'm, nothing. I'm gonna have to pull you up on a point here, Sam, because we, we've had a similar discussion on another movie. I can't remember which one it was. But essentially, you criticised the movie for basically needing the audience to have watched either the most recent or at least one of the prior movies. But we watched a Star Wars movie. We were talking at least a year ago. We watched a Star Wars movie that was a sequel to a series. And I was like, oh, I'd expect you to watch that. And you were absolutely A-1 okay with that. So I need to call out that hypocrisy on your part. (laughs) And just, and, I, um, and I would I say, yeah. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, Dave. Hang on, Dave. Let me just. Uh, I'm, I'm challenging I'm, your I'm, very assertion. I'm I'm coming around the corner, Dave. All right, I'm nearly there. <laughs> okay. So, but what I'll say is, I think for a, a sequel in a movie, it makes sense that you would need to have watched one and two to establish that interest in the third movie of the series. <laughs> I, I I I don't know. I don't know. I think you. I think. I mean, let's go check check the record exactly what I did say. Have we done for... a Star Wars movie? We did yes, solo. I think, we did Star we, or... Trek. It's the one. Maybe. It's the one where they go. Oh, Star Trek. Sorry, Star Trek. Oh, that doesn't undercut Star Trek, Sam. That doesn't undercut his point very much. But it does uh, undercut his point. It was. It was the movie where they go and save the whales, literally. Yeah. But at That's... least in that movie, at least at least in at least in Voyage Home, right? They have you. You're given everything you need to know. You don't need to know who Spock is really, other than the first like five or ten minutes. You don't need to know who they are. What you need to know... Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Spider-Man, let, let, let me do a point there. Summary. The point let there is a lot better constructed film where this isn't. Yes. What I want to do, what I want to do is I want to hit every one <clears> of these... <throat> you know your intro, Sam. I want to hit every one of those little bits. Yeah. Talk about it just a little bit, not, not in massive depth, because I suspect that not one of us fully followed any one, any, <laughs> any, all of this movie. Love it. I think we'll all have hit different bits. I want to oh, talk yeah. about Harry Osborn first. Okay, well, let me do a plot summary and then we can do that. A strange black entity from another world bonds with Peter Parker and causes inner turmoil as he contends with new villains, temptations, and revenge. Uh, I'm vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bat. I'm the Spider-Man, sorry. Sub Spider-Man, wrong end. Wrong kind of <laughs> this city's a dying whore. MJ <laughs> is a dying whore. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> hey, Spider-Man, it's a bit dark, isn't it? Aren't you for kids? Shut up. I'm, already dead. I'm this, this, fucking, I'm... this Broadway director took her out back and shot her. God. <laughs> One bad newspaper review. Bang. Right. Let's talk about Harry and Pearls uh, fall on the street. Let's talk about Harry. And the, what Peter. I want to talk about, very first thing, is that when um, 
I watched this movie last, um, just to the really thrilling uh, chronology of when what order we watched the movie in. Um, so again, so I was kind of like remembering the movie as Sam was Sam was messaging us that he was watching it, and we couldn't remember if we were like, "Is Harry the Green Goblin? Like, has he taken the super serum thing? Like, why is he insane? Why is he so hallucinating? I, I, I can I can answer this. I can answer this. Well, I'm, um, I'm about to answer it, boss. I, oh, we, we resolved it, but like. <clears throat> I resolved it with memory. Yeah. Go on. How did you? How did no, you resolve it? Bad, tell us, Ross. Tell it's us. A bad tell us. movie scene. It's uh, a blink and you miss it scene that I had to rewind. You oh, you mean? Oh, you're talking right. literally where it comes out of the. Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah. You see it in the movie, and obviously mm. it's inferred, and you can kind of like imagine because he's this fighting Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a superhero, and he's not, you know, a pile of broken bones on the floor. But like. The movie simultaneously doesn't spend a lot of time on that because it's not really interested, and that's fine. But then also doesn't trust its audience to gather that from what's happening. So you've got this little scene that I literally like looked away from the TV for a second and missed it and had to rewind it. Don't look away. What are you doing? The question this is... This movie was edited so, so intentionally, Dave, that <laughs> everything you see, <laughs> everything you see, you need to see. Like so you look away. You take... <laughs> You're taking your face your own hands Ross, there, but... Well, the confusion like, is... I, I can't clockwork orange myself for every <laughs> two-hour-plus movie we do. I really... Conf- I just don't have the mental or Not every week. fortitude to do Not that. Not every week. The reason that's a problem, though, the reason that you're like, why like, Why is Harry so fucking angry? Like, gee, I know he's... I know he's... Um, I know his dad was killed, and he thinks he saw Peter doing it and all that stuff. I get it. But the teacher, Ross has got his hand up. I can I can answer that, and again, this this goes back to the point, Sam. You're like, oh, well, you have to watch the previous movies. Yeah, you do. You have to have a little bit of fucking memory. I'm sorry, but at the end of Spider-Man Two, basically, the Butler, Dave's favorite character in this movie, sort of has sort of helped Harry discover that his dad was the Green Goblin. Peter Parker killed his dad as the Green Goblin. And now, basically, Harry's like, oh, I'm going to get revenge on this bastard. And that's why you see in the opening scene when they're at the, the musical, the play, the opera, or whatever, Harry's looking down at Peter with such disgust because that's boiling up inside him. So let's let's move on <laughs> oh, to the fucking insanity <laughs> then. So we've got Peter and, M- uh, Peter and Harry don't like each other. Harry is fucking... No, but like Peter him. likes Harry. Anyway... Pete and Harry say this is yeah, Ross, if, I, if I had a billionaire friend, I'd probably be pretty nice to him as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Ross. living in some roach hotel in, in New York somewhere. We've 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 got Peter and Harry are are arguing and also destroying half of New York. You mentioned the butler, who at the end the butler's fucking in this. By the way, it's Bill Paxton's dad for some reason. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the the butler. Poor Mister Paxton. Did he have rent to make or something? I don't know. Did I Bill don't know. not help him out. <laughs> At the end, he says to Harry, "Oh, by the way, it like Peter was a good guy, and it was it was yeah your dad's blades that yeah. killed him. Your and... dad was as mad as a bag of spanners. I'm sorry, Harry. Wait, so you just said to me though that that the butler helped him yeah. discover. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that it, and yeah, the butler and, said. The butler said. You know Peter what? It. I shouldn't. Oh. I shouldn't tell him any of the facts. I'm just going to sit back with so my Peter did I'm a butler, and I'm going to. Oh, oh no, he didn't. I can just oh, imagine him like sat in the hall. Oh, I can tell oh you what God, happened. they're having a fight. It's happening. Can, it's happening. I can tell you what happened. Tell us quickly, Ross. Like, at the end of the second movie, like I said, the butler tells him Harry goes off to begin. I, I assume a workout regimen to become Green Goblin, and the butler's like, "Oh, I should probably tell him the other thing as well." Mm, but I do have some ironing to get to. 
Ah, he'll so figure are you it out. Me, are, you, are you telling me that, P, that the bottle literally says yeah, yeah. Peter Parker? Because he doesn't Harry see him in with the, with the Sp- cup? Sp- Sp- yeah, yeah. Sp- he Spider-Man, Spy- he sees he Spider-Man. He Spider-Man. And how and does he, he find out, out that Peter that Parker... Peter Spider-Man at the end of the, the, the previous movie. At the end of the second movie, and, and the bottler tells him that. No, no, he finds out. Spider-Man, he finds out via another method, but the butler tells him that Spider-Man killed. No, no, he doesn't, Ross. The butler doesn't tell him shit, right? Harry sees Spider-Man kill his father, or, you know, like, he he goes, because he goes to his father. Oh, yes, you're right. And so he's like, Spider-Man killed my dad. So he gets Doc Ock to kidnap Spider-Man. I know, Sam, but just fucking, just calm down for a second. To kidnap Spider-Man, and then he finds out that Spider-Man is Peter. So that sets us up for the start yeah. of this movie. And like, and that's fine. I kind of agree with Ross Sam, but like it's a Spider-Man movie, kind of relies on you having seen the other Spider-Man movies to understand what, how the characters are interacting. I, I do agree with you, Ross, that some modicum of memory is like fine. expected and necessary. Yeah. That's I, I accept that. I accept that. This whole fucking torturous conversation to get to that point <laughs> aside, anyway. You're such a petulant child sometimes. Yeah. Like, well, I believe this. Well, actually, Sam, I'm going to challenge that. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I'm not being petulant. I'm just saying that the whole, the whole thing of the bottle of fucking being in charge, Ross, was the thing that I was confused about. Yeah, because you were both wrong. <laughs> anyway. Ross was like, yeah, you know, the butler did all of this. The butler was the, the green goblin. The butler was <laughs> Harry's dad the whole time. With a candlestick the in the library. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Anyway, moving on, we'll, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, back to the book. Right? Moving on, let's moving get on. to MJ. Let's get to MJ. MJ, who is like such a poor, harassed, beaten up, beaten down character in this movie because she's um, already dirt poor. She's already dirt poor, as we see in the first one, and she's absolutely god. Like, the alcoholic father, the alcoholic abusive father in that first first awful. film is like too real. <laughs> Do we really need this? I fast forward. I remember watching this movie? with. I'm watching this with my with uh, Callum and like no have, has he seen this? No, he's seen the other one. Anyway, but like this is this is fucking this is intense shit. This is intense shit with the alcoholic father. Fast forward to this movie, something happened in the second one. Who cares? And uh, she's been kidnapped and damseled about fifteen she, times. She, she, in the she, second she, one, she's engaged to J. John and Jameson's son, who's an oh, astronaut. Does he die? Probably. No, he gets uh, left at the altar at the end of the movie. Excellent, good, happy ending. Yeah, she leaves this this uh, this this attractive, successful, personable astronaut to live uh, in the this peak of physical physique as well. Like he's obviously in, gorgeous, it, got to, money. She she leaves she leaves she leaves a literal astronaut to live in literal. this fucking wretch infested shithole yeah. of a of a single room apartment in New York. No, she doesn't live with him. Hold on, the even the even Peter's no, dutiful. Love, loving Aunt May can't fucking uh, hide a disgust. Like this guy's yeah. a fucking loser. He's a loser. Oh, but he happens to be Spider-Man, and so that's great. That means the I fact never that he's a loser isn't even the biggest factor here. Like the biggest problem is that he's a fucking asshole. Like, and I really this is the core of why this movie isn't good, is because like yeah, Spider-Man struggling to balance his like you know. Spider-Man life with his personal life and his work life yeah. and his college the two life. Like, yeah, yeah, the two like, sides. That's interesting. That's an engaging <clears throat> plot line that's been present throughout and you have the whole, like, all of his family members constantly being, like, kidnapped and murdered, which obviously is all superheroes. Like, well, uh, fucking let's kidnap a family member. Cracking. That's that's villain 101. Mm. Um, all very interesting. 
But in this movie, he's so unlikable because even before like the Venom like is on him, especially before, and, and Dave not, knows from unlikable to MJ. MJ is like pouring a heart out and saying like, "Oh, this, that, and the other," and he's like. Tell you what's great about being Spider-Man is everyone loves me. It's really like whatever the fuck you were talking about. No, no, I don't care. But being Spider-Man has taught me so much even, about how beloved Spider-Man is. That's it, literally a line in this movie. It's so ridiculous. Even even the classic, like the classic male thing of someone has a problem, not just women, but someone has a problem. And the, 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 male the thing, thing is, is fix it. solution. Okay, great. Yes, so what we yes, can do yeah, is yeah. and it's like, no, 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 no. Shh. What you need Does to do? Does he even offer a solution? <laughs> no, he no. says, "Oh no, don't worry about it. It's fine. Just, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. What, you're fine. Just, just critics, just, no, don't that. Don't listen to them. What, what what you need to do, listen. And if you listen to this, you yeah. want some great relationship advice. Here we come. You need to ask a follow up question, or you need to empathize and say, "Damn, MJ, that must be really difficult. Like, I'm. It's a shame that you don't feel like you. you've got the, you know, you've you've you, that that you're performing to the best, mm. or you. Do. I understand that must, it be, must really be really hard. frustrating. Yeah." Yeah, and then you stop and you wait for them to talk. You know what? On like on this relationship blog, like just just a sidestep because you, you you raise a very interesting thing, Sam. And I saw this thing, and it's one of the best things I've ever read, like for relationship advice. And it was this guy. Basically, he posted and he says like, whenever he says my what my 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 wife and I have like an agreement now, and we're whenever we're gonna gonna go on a rant, we each get to ask before like the rant gets into full swing. Is this something where you're looking for help with, or is this something you want to rant? For, Absolutely. for and asking that one question because then you just know then just shut up listen go yeah that oh she's terrible oh that's fucking that's horrible yeah that is bullshit or you're like oh okay well how do we work this out then okay well have you considered this asking that one question do you want a rant or do you want a solution or or you look for and I, I don't mean harsh like that but I mean like w- yeah. what is the outcome communication being yeah. clear absolutely do you want so management good. Ross or do you want HR yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. No, no, Management no. Ross is going to find solutions to problems in a very cutthroat <laughs> manner. HR Ross is going to make you a cup of tea, give you a hug, and ask you how you are. I don't, I don't like the name HR Ross. I do. The descriptions are spot on. Don't like the name HR Ross. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, all of this will be incorporated, now. Ross, into a a very disturbing to look at uh, Ross bot. It's like a, it has a switch on the back that says it's got HR and management, uh, and I'm that's just, it. Those are the two modes. Uh, I'm just picturing, you know, those robots from Fallout New Vegas with just my face in the TV screen. <laughs> exactly, Howdy, exactly. Howdy, partner. <laughs> For some reason, he's talking like he lives in the Old West. Don't know why. <laughs> Didn't program it that way, but don't worry about it. But what, what you guys are saying about, about Peter Parker and obviously like not being able to identify with MJ's problems, um, it, it actually struck court because... Th- that could have been a really interesting thing. Now, before I go too far into this, we have to bear in mind, number one, it's a mid-2000s movie, okay? No, we, we're, don't. we don't have we're, to bear that in mind, Ross. We do, right, we do. Let's support People Ross. People have had feelings for millennia. Thank, thank you, Sam. Jesus. I didn't, I didn't think that was a big hill to die on. Keep going, Ross. <laughs> no, um, fuck you, Dave. I've lost what I thought. But yeah, so mid-2000s. So yeah, but what I'm saying is we're not going to dig too deep in terms of like character development, but what, if, what could have been really interesting is to sort of see that thing where you've got a guy who's essentially got the powers of a god. Do you know what I mean? And, like, if you had a story of, like, of him slowly dissociating, like, from people, from humans as Spider-Man and basically being able to, struggling to being able to, like, even fathom their most base issues. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is fucking like baloney. Like Manhattan. Yeah, like, yes, like, like, just like that. Um, 
what happens when superheroes have to deal with real life? Like that's a mm. that's a something. But that not take out a loan. Yeah, but not what happens trying... when superheroes can't find a problem? They can't just punch. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like this, Ross. I like this. And I think it, you know, if you had a little bit of a of a brain when you're writing the script, you would go, okay. <laughs> Is this an issue we want to explore? Like, do we want to try? Mm. If it, it doesn't feel necessarily like a third in a sequel movie, maybe in the second one where, like, oh, it's a burgeoning relationship. And we're, still, like, we're still getting things right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I can see that. But you have to make a choice. You have to say, is this a theme we want to explore? And it seems like they came up with loads of ideas and just went, yep, 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 yep. And none of them actually are like anywhere near the level of depth that you are describing right well, there, the most, which is the most important through line in this movie is definitely Peter's emotional like journey, isn't it? And I'm not saying they do it well, <clears throat> but that's certainly like the focus is how is Peter dealing with MJ? How does Peter mishandle Harry and his amnesia? Um, how does uh, Peter like just to remind you all the mad shit he does before the venom arrives <laughs> like he's I, like the worst i know it's the psychosis of that it's the the bit for me was the like um spider-man's getting the key to the city and the movie doesn't have the time or i think the um there's a reason yeah. for this or like the patience to to flesh this out ross because you are right if it was like a slow like am i even human anymore sort mm. of thing that's that's something i don't need you yeah, but yeah. the idea of like, hey babe, hey babe, you want to stand right here? You're gonna get the, the best possible view of me accepting my key to the city. It's, it's about me. It's all about me. You stand right here, perfect view. Right, I'm gonna suit up. I'll be over there. He's on stage. He's thinking, do you know what I should do? Do you know what's great? I should make out with this this hot girl right now. I mm. should do that because I can. And you're like, seconds after and again if, if he's already infected with the venom i'm like oh well that was that was weird and he's that whole, like, sense, yeah. apart, but he's yes. not he's not infected with the venom this is something peter parker just does because he's like hey she's sexy and then afterwards he's like hey hey bro she's just a she's just a girl from my class bro <laughs> and, and and gwen stacy's being totally inappropriate and coming in and hands all over him and mm. even the way even and it's and it's like that's relatively clever the way she walks in and is on peter's side and they're both looking at mj like mj is the friend and gwen and peter as a couple like okay so there's a dynamic going on there and wouldn't it be great to explore that and to say <laughs> hey i'm fucking spider-man and if yeah. i want to sit and kiss gwen stacy in front of my girlfriend who i'm going to propose to in the film is very obsessed with his fucking proposal and the whole matrix scene god like at least, at least the film would be then saying, "Okay, if what you, happens when Spider-Man be... becomes a narcissist?" And, yeah, and if you're going to be portrayed as a narcissist, fucking don't be such a sniveling wimp about it. I know, have yeah. some, have some, and I don't mean this in like, oh yeah, you just need to be self-assured and like a red pill sort of, but have some like, if you're portraying a guy who's like saying, "I'm better than this," have that portrayed and not have just that scene. Voice. Yeah, you are right, Ross. Yeah. Have that scene where he screams at, at MJ or somebody and says, I'm fucking Spider-Man. I save this city every yeah. week. Do you realize what I have do that, like, every day? Do you really do you understand what how I How many balloons? You know, you, know when you're, you know when you're rehearsing on your fucking stage? Do you know what I'm doing? Do you know I'm literally putting yes. my life at risk? You know the police stop when I arrive so I can do my thing? Do you know they just stop and look at me? Because no one can do what I do, MJ. All right? You don't understand so the pressure. And then, and then, 
and well, no, and and then and then he is he's frustrated, he's angry, and somehow Sukhtam, you know, whatever, he discovers the venom, and he sees mm. it, and he sees the power, and he says, "This is this is everything this I can be. This is my for. potential. Yeah. I can if I take if I if I let the venom take me over, rather than it be, mm. then I can become the Spider Man that that." I know I am that these people that I should be. Yeah. Yeah. Hero, 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 they deserve. Realization, isn't it? It's, it's a good psychological pull. Wrap it up. Finish it. The one other thing I was going to say is uh, just when you said, because you made a comparison to Dr. Manhattan, Dave, and very, very apt. The only other thing is in terms of like content reference, what I would say is um, sort of like, you know, like Omni Man from Invincible, the animated series, where basically yeah. where he, and, and gradually Spider-Man even begins to see like like low-level crimes as not worth his time. Like, you know, a purse snatcher taking it, ugh, you know, I'm Spider-Man. I've got better things. I've got bigger crime to watch out for, you know, and see that sort of gradual dissociation as well, just to see that disdain he has for the little people. Yeah, it would Wouldn't be good. this be fun? Wouldn't <laughs> this be great things well, to explore in a Spider-Man movie? I don't know Instead, if it would be fun, Sam. But it would be interesting. It'd be interesting. And ultimately, most of what Peter Parker is doing in this movie is head-scratchingly confusing because... And, and honestly, you could probably edit it so that there are two Peter Parkers in this movie so that, like, yeah. it's literally a, a Spider-Man clone doing all the bad things and that would make more sense than what is actually happening. Like the meme. Um, <laughs> I do want to bring up that the, fucking, the script for this, the original script for this, was written by um, Sam Raimi's brother, who's a doctor, talking about people who are with god complexes who are disassociated with reality um like who is not a screenwriter he's a fucking medical doctor wrote the orig original draft of this i don't understand that that is amazing <laughs> you know what happens ross is when you become successful um you just employ your friends and your family it's called the mm. adam sandler effect coined <laughs> by me just now Wow, fair. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering. I'm remembering. I can't remember who it was. Listening to it the other day, and it was. I think it was an actor or someone. It may have come back to me. And uh, they were, they were saying, you know, they go to the doctors and they speak to someone, and 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 the, the doctor says, oh, you know, I'd love to be an actor, or in maybe a, a writer or, a, or an author. I'd, uh, I've, I've got a good book in me, and you're like, all right, okay, yeah, you can. That's fine. <laughs> Why don't I just nip on the table and do the fucking surgery then? And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. Like that. You can't just. You can't just. Decide that you're going to write a script without even trying. If even even three geniuses like us who are fixing this movie right now sit down and try and write a script, <clears throat> not going to be good. It's not going to be good for the, the first hundred times that we do it. Like the best yeah. example I can think of that is like um, in the, you know the U.S. office where Michael is basically uh, moonlighting as a telemarketer and he befriends this guy. Um, he's like he's on the call sales team. He comes from India and he's like, oh, back in my home country. He says, I was a I was a surgeon. Michael Scott says, oh, I wonder what I would have been in my home country. Like, this this is your home country. And he goes, yeah, but it's real competitive over here. He goes, I think I would have been chief of medicine. It's the confidence of white people. Is what it's, right now. it's bizarre. Speaking of white people, speaking of white people, I just want to, this is the whitest movie. There's like, no, I mean, these are in, set in New York. Everyone in this movie is white. There's there's yeah. there's the there's the uh, the guy uh, I don't know his name in the newspaper. Uh, the, oh, the yeah. does he even get him? Deputy editor, or whoever it is, like 
Yeah, he is... will have a name. He's from the from the comics. Yeah, but um, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's it. And also, let's talk. Let's and let's maybe move on to some of the, the fucking other array of madness we've got to deal with. But also, you know, MJ is completely damseled. She has she number one. She's a failure, which I, which is quite funny in a way. But because she's wow, we've already. We've hold already on, hold on. She's not. She's not. She's not intentionally. Um, I think she's intentionally bad. She's not a great singer. She's quite wooden when she's walking down the stairs, and she's not really going for it, you know. So I think that must be intentional. But she's a failure. She just basically spends the whole time getting shouted at or literally slapped in the face by her partner, and then at the end gets saved. And they're all like, "We good, we good, excellent, oh, move on." And that's the mm, end of the Mary the Jane's arc. MJ's arc in this movie arc. Um, is that <laughs> parabolic uh, up and down? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's just a. Beep. If, if anything, actually, it's just down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Mary Jane flip that bad boy upside down. What do you get? <laughs> she's uh, she's starring oh. in a Broadway play, um, and everything is great. And Peter's really proud of her. And then immediately, immediately, she's shit. And like that's fine. You know, like, everyone's great. Uh, uh, loads of things she wants to be an actress fantastic maybe you just won't be a singing actress it's it is what it is um because that's the the bugbear anyway and then there's loads and loads of insane stuff happens um her boyfriend's a fucking asshole he won't listen to what she's saying uh he cheats on her right in front of her in front of the entire city uh in a very like aggressive fuck you my literal potential fiance sort of way mm-hmm. uh she's then got to deal with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard being perky and showing up and being overly affectionate, all of that. Um, <laughs> then uh, her boyfriend's crazy friend um, fucking like violently threatens her so that she breaks up with Peter. Right? Which is just not something we're fucking talking about again. Um, and then things are looking up for Mary Jane because suddenly she's not involved in Crazy Town. Suddenly she has moved off Crazy Boulevard onto Sanity Street, where she can get a job <laughs> in this cool-looking jazz bar <laughs> and looks like an absolute blast of a place to work, and your absolutely horrible boyfriend who is out all the time, doesn't listen to what you have to say, um, and his mental, mental supervillain mates not involved. Fantastic. And then, guess what happens? Your ex-boyfriend comes into <laughs> the place you work, fucking literally, like, shoves your face in, in his new girlfriend, dances, ruins the entire night, interrupts your solo, <laughs> and then beats the living shit out of you. And then he leaves. And at the end of the movie, you get kidnapped again because you've made the misfor- unfortunate mistake of knowing this absolute psychotic individual. Yep. And this is the third or perhaps fourth time in this trilogy that you've been hanging in a trap at the top of a skyscraper. <laughs> I mean, at it's... a certain point, you know, you've got... And then, and then you because of all the various PTSD... And the honestly, babe, I'll change. I'd never hit you again. It was a mistake. I was in a bad place. I had a venom suit on. Like because of all that. Let's talk about. With him. Let's talk about the venom suit, and then we have so much, so much more, so many other characters to cover. Let's talk about the whole venom thing, the emo thing, and some of the memes of it as well. Like, but to build on your point right there, I think this venom suit is is a goddamn Predator attraction. Like, Twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's the music. I actually really love the, the music. Chill out, Mr. Parker. 
and it's, Connors here. And this oh, scene here. Dr. Connors. I mean, Tobey Maguire, are what you? are you doing with that silly haircut? It's a specimen it's, you left me, Parker. It's absolute madness. It's chemistry. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the more serious point, though, is that this fucking Venom suit is an excuse. Don't, don't is, is an excuse, is an excuse to like, to justify this guy's absolutely conscious behavior. He's being awful. He's being awful. And the lesson of the movie is like, well, he was kind of a dick before. He's much more of an aggressive dick now. But really, he's much more comfortable with who he is now. It, it was just the suit. It was just the suit. And actually, he's a good guy underneath. And I think it's like, it, I, and I know it isn't necessarily, you know, fair to go back and judge a film against the current times. But this, this just, it feels like, this this terrible incel fucking QAnon right wing horribleness. There's it, there's the, certain aromas there, isn't there? It's there kind is. of the peak of this. It's kind of the peak in the beginning of a lot of this. Like 2007, uh, I think was like yeah. the the peak of like pickup culture, um, which just feels dirty in your mouth saying it. Uh, these absolutely awful individuals, the way that they abuse, basically you know commit abuse. <laughs> yeah, and and and. and I'm I'm kind of confused. I've got two minds because, in some ways, the film is very very clear that like what he's doing is wrong and inappropriate. And and the bit in the in the bar where he he's he's being aggressive towards M, towards MJ, um, he there's 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 lots of like the manager comes over and says, "Hey, is this guy bothering you?" You know, like and and again, she has absolutely no agency whatsoever. But anyway. Like and so there are there are points where the film is trying to say, well, hey, this Spider Man's being out of order, but then at the same time he does manage because he's a fucking big guy, he manages to go and punch the 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 guy who's looking to protect MJ and kind of walks out scot free. It's fine. So I don't know whether or not like the the film's not advocating for it, but it's also it's kind of reveling in it a little bit because we get all of this horrible fucking dancing. This dancing, emo, emo Spider Man is a is a strange, strange way to do this character because, like, just so, let's talk about Venom, and I'm certain Ross has got something on Venom as well as a character. Like, once again, at the core of it, there's a reason that Avi Arad wanted this in the movie because it's a really popular character, and it's a really popular character because he looks really. But the Venom model is really cool, even in this movie. I think it looks really good. Like it's frightening, it's scary, it's quite yep. slick, it's cool. Um, and like the reason that the you know the movie doesn't think I think they literally do say this, like literally, Doc Connors says these words that the symbiote, like basically in the comics, I think is quite evil, but like it basically um, exaggerates people's tendencies, exaggerates your like your worst tendencies. Mm-hmm. So presumably if you were a fat piece of shit like me so I'm sitting around eating the whole time and you wouldn't <laughs> manage to be a super villain because you'd just be having pizza after pizza after pizza <laughs> uh but if you're like if you're literally like a peter parker incel where you're desperate for <laughs> women to just adore <laughs> hear me out here like no no I'm with, you, des- I'm with you you're desperate for women to adore you you want you need to be the most important most well-liked person in any given room uh you know you want to be the biggest swinging dick out there like and then for some reason you turn into this emo doing this weird dance and like it's pathetic, isn't we, it? It's one of we, the most pathetic things. 
on in we, cinema history. We touched on this before. I can't remember what the movie was, but we talked about how I mean movies as far back as you can go do this, but like especially movies like in this era, and like you said, if where pickup culture becomes a thing where, uh, and not to be sort of like you know patting, patting ourselves on the back because of how sort of woke we are but what i mean is that women are sort of portrayed as not someone you want to get to know or you know spend a life with but conquest. as the prize the conquest the prize the thing to get and no matter what you do there's a combination of words uh, or responses that you can have in your back pocket that will make everything okay and I mean, I, like I, I've been influenced by it m- myself, you know, and I know I have. Like when I back when I was a teenager and, and a young guy, like you know, and you fucking you, you look back and like, Jesus Christ! But and that's what young sort of boys now or young men, whatever, are sort of. It's that's ingrained into you is that these are things that you will attain if you're just clever enough. If you yeah. just, I, I'll, let you, to, I'll let you carry it on. Leads the, it leads to the nice guy thing as well, like which is even. As bad yep. as all the incel shit is like this, I'm a nice guy. I deserve women should be yeah. again. Yeah. And it's yeah. this attitude, which the movie captures, but I think doesn't maybe do a great job of it. has that energy, doesn't it? It doesn't, yeah, you're right. It doesn't outwardly do that, but it has that energy can of it. I, can I just point us to 2005's Hitch starring <laughs> fun guy, nice guy, Mr. Will Smith? Everyone loves Will Smith. Yeah. He's great. He's great. He's brilliant. <laughs> the guy can take a joke. Yeah. Oh, you keep Will Smith. Smith's wife's name out of your fucking mouth, Ross. <laughs> Jesus, I, I can't even remember her name. There, there's Jada there, Pinkett there, Smith, there Mrs. Smith, Ross. To you, respectful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mistress Smith. <laughs> oh. There is a. I, I love these topical references as well. Uh, there, there is a. There is a, a transition from. I mean, fucking this guy's making hits, and then. Fast forward, he's allies. He's slapping comedians for jokes. I just think, like, the 2005 hitch comes out, and that's that sums up all this horrible shit, doesn't it? And you said, Dave, this is the peak of it. This is the start of that, like, real. You see the trend mm. with things like American Pie, Road yeah. Trip. There's something about Mary, where like, again, it's like this this thing that appeals to the male ego. That's like, yeah, of course, women want you. You're fantastic. Don't change. Mm. Like I mean, it's, keep it's doing it's what you're doing. To, to want to be desired, and you know that's that's threatening that's and stalking and like being creepy. You keep doing all of that, and the women will come to you. And <laughs> like the movie is this 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 um, montage scene. We played a bit of the music earlier. Is like honestly, would feel like it was too much in the parody of this movie. It, I'd be like, well, that's a bit. It's come on, that's a bit ridiculous because he's walking down the street and he looks ridiculous he's got like mascara on and this like you mm-hmm. know the, the south park character emo hair ross that's constantly being flicked out of his eyes <laughs> he's, um, literally, he's literally doing the flick as well which i know is yeah, the time, yeah. and I, I know we're kind of laughing at that because it's now silly but, but women are like turning and they're going <gasps> so i was like what is this fucking thing like exuding pheromones as well like what's happening? Are, they, are they though because I, I in some ways i'm like mm, i they looked a bit disgusted like, again, I can't. I, I don't really know what the film is deciding to tell it's me. It's a weird because one where, it's... like, Gwen Stacy is like, "No, no, like, this is this isn't okay. I'm leaving." And obviously, all the men and Mary Jane are like, "Oh, you're a fucking asshole." But like, honestly, there were loads of shots of women being like, "Hmm, 2007, Toby Maguire," and you're like, "What?" 
No, see, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Dave, because actually I thought the movie was doing actually something for a change of pace, competent here. And I thought it was portraying because the the women, for the most part, weren't going, or at least what I inferred from the looks wasn't like, ooh, Toby Maguire, but they were looking and I was like, the fuck is this guy doing? Because he was strutting in the street, finger gun, finger gun, hip thrust, hip thrust. And the women, like, once they got behind Toby, are looking and like, what is it? Like, as if he was it's doing the, a... It's the Joker you know, dance, the, 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 It's the same dance he does on the step in, Joke, in the Joker. It's just awful. I don't it's think just, it is, but okay. It, it's just awful. It, and, and I think, you know what? Like, fine, in the context of your film, if you think you can sell this, like if you if you think yeah, you've yeah. got you've got the actor and you've got but you but you you're nowhere near and they must have they must have looked at this I mean how many times did they do this they must have gone through in the edit bay and gone okay uh, so this is the best we've got and fine that's no a wrap longer, that's a wrap guys movie, I think that if the movie was funny like if the movie was really funny and silly that this would maybe wouldn't be something that we're talking about as like a a total bomb of a segment like it would be weird and it would maybe be over the top but if the whole movie was a bit more like wacky yeah. but if you'd picked this theme if you'd say if you'd gone in your writing process and gone what we want to cover is how toby uh spider-man is becoming a narcissist because he's so like again if you made the active choice of deciding to do that with your movie then you wouldn't necessarily need this shortcut you'd be you you'd maybe set it up a little bit more or you'd build something mm. in so that it doesn't feel so absolutely out forced. of place. Yeah. Forced. Yeah. It's, forced. it's just in every conceivable way. And and, and then like of course it, it you know it created the memes and it created the whole the yeah. whole like which which is which is fantastic. And thank you internet for salvaging just like the prequels salvaging something for us to enjoy because the whole it, 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 that's fun in itself. So, so it's, it seems about. Like... Sorry, Ross. Go on. If you no, no. Well, you, you go ahead and segue. I thought we were going to move on to Venom. Is that what you were going to talk about? Yeah, I was basically going to say let's talk about yeah. the other Peter Parker. Let's talk about Eddie Brock. Uh, in this yeah, <laughs> talking about weird, creepy incel. Nice guys. Um, <laughs> See, I actually, I actually really like Topher Grace in this role. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's quite despicable on screen he... sometimes, like in a good because he's acting, but like, <laughs> but I really think it's... easy to. A lot of that is forced too, and I and what I mean is, it's because sometimes it it's entertaining to watch and it's like it's enjoyable to watch. Other times where it's like they're doing this just to make this guy the lowest of the low. So like I think he does actually go out with Gwen Stacy, but in this movie, he they they do it so that he claims to go out with Gwen Stacy, but they've only shared a coffee. You know what I mean? So they're yeah. they're trying to make him look as pathetic and dishonest and you know negative as possible and yeah. while i'm on a roll here i'm going to say as well like i messaged this to you guys on whatsapp but for me eddie brock in this movie is the most sort of uh, wronged character in this movie so from the start let's let's be clear he he manages to land a staff job with the daily bugle and that's um first of all he gets pictures of spider-man now the first pictures he gets actually competes with Spider-Man's own pictures of Spider-Man that he took. So yeah. this human managed to take better pictures than Peter Parker. Peter Parker doesn't like that. And then when Peter Parker has the, the Venom suit on, Eddie Brock takes another picture of him. He Spider-Man then smashes Eddie Brock's camera, 
which then Brock, Eddie Brock then has to cheat because Peter Parker smashes fucking camera. So then Peter Parker squeals that the photos are faked, but they're only faked because, again, Peter Parker destroyed this man's uh, method of making a living. Then his livelihood. So his livelihood. Yeah, they took his jam. <laughs> but not only now did they like smash his camera, now he fucking shames him in front of the whole office. He loses his job. He could let him like, you know, bow out gracefully. Okay, you take the job. And then the yeah, he goes to the church and he wants Peter Parker dead because the guy's fucking desperate. Lost his job, lost, you know, the woman he had interest in, lost his fucking only means of making money. And the whole time the guy that's responsible for it is the one guy. But we're supposed to feel sorry for Peter Parker because Eddie Brock. <laughs> fucking did a better job than he could i I agree i like some of that ross but i fucking hate the character and he deserves to die at the end of this movie um jesus oh yeah he dies he fucking dies guys it's a weird one if you remember the like the animated series from the 90s this was always going to get mentioned so shut the fuck up uh the animated series from the 90s um the eddie brock character in that's kind of like a jock and i think in the comics as well like he's like a He's a big, muscular, and like you said, Rossi is going out with Gwen Stacy because he's a bit like, of a meathead, you know, yeah. Exactly, a bit of a meathead. I liked in this movie, actually, how he isn't. I liked how he's basically Peter Parker. He's the inverse of Peter Parker. He is mm. Peter Parker, but without the, the strong moral foundation of, of Spider-Man. It's, he's Peter Parker if Uncle Ben doesn't get shot, you know? Yeah. Like, he's... You can see him like, oh, well, he'd go, he'd go and fight in the, you know, wrestling ring with Randy Savage. No problem. And so I really liked that. I really liked that duality, and, and and I think in a in a more competent movie, or even just a movie with a bit more space to explore this, the idea of that's really interesting. And I think that Topher Grace is a good casting for that. Uh, he is a scumbag, Ross, and like, but being a scumbag isn't a crime. All right, let's no, be clear. But yeah, like, I, I'm going to just. Scumbag, I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm I just gonna... think he's portrayed to be. Let's like, Sam jump in here. I'm I'm because I I came across Brock and I'm like, well, this guy's a bit of a douche. Like he's a bit he's a bit annoying, isn't he? You know, and yeah, so, no crime, I, though, is it? Yeah, to, I think Toe to, to, is, is doing a, is doing a really good job, but I didn't up to the point where he was. Um, I, I find him a bit pathetic, but I didn't I didn't find yeah. him like really objectionable. I, I kind of felt a bit sorry for him to be honest. Yes, and yeah, like yes. the bit the bit where he's lying about Gwen Stacy is a, is kind of but it's harmless enough. He's not like he's not using it to 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 he's not being really manipulative towards her. She shuts that down quite effectively, you know. <laughs> I like, just think that we are like in this movie, we are 6 months time away from him fucking like setting up cameras in her apartment when he comes over to help her. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe. I disagree. I and that's disagree. the way the movie's trying to portray him because he seems yes. like he's still taking photos of, uh, you know, for his for a freelance job at, at the Bugle. And he's like talking to Gwen Stacy's dad, who's played by um, Cromwell. Uh, and he's like, oh yeah, well, I, I, I'm going out with your daughter. And I'm like, if, if someone, if, you're, if your dad came home and said, oh yeah, well, I met your girlfriend today. And you're like, pardon? <laughs> um, I don't, I have a, what were you talking about? And he's like, oh yeah, she came up to me. She said, oh, I'm going out with such and such. And I'd be like, well, that's a big red flag for somebody I went for coffee with once. So, you know, yeah. you'd be concerned. That's a concerning yeah. pattern but of the, behavior. And uh, then but, to fake the photo is totally understandable. But like, you've got to look at it from Brock's <laughs> point of view, from his point of view, right? Obviously he's deluded, but he did this to fuck over Peter Parker, who he does not know is okay. Spider-Man. 
Okay. He didn't do that, but he fucked Peter Parker. He doesn't matter. He didn't do it to fuck over Peter. Hang on, Sam. He didn't do it to fuck over Peter. He did it because there was a staff job going, and he got again. Bear in mind, he was able to take pictures of Spider Man better than Spider Man was able to take pictures of Spider Man. The guy fucking deserved the job. Can I ask you both a question? All of these things that he's done, right? And yeah, not a great guy, but you know, but. Does he deserve to die? Because, <laughs> Fuck you. because that's what this movie does. That's what this, death is a bit and, of an odd note. Where like, and, and whose hand does he die by? Does he des- does he deserve? Because yes, no. he's a bit no pathetic. Chance. Yes, he steals. He's plagiarizes uh, Peter Parker's work. Yes, it's you know he's not a shining. So fine, fine, fine. A mortal offense. <laughs> does he deserve to be? I mean, not just there's no body for his family to bury. Like he is gone, he is disappeared, and will never come back because he's been consumed by this. We haven't even talked about the alienness of this. And that's something. Let's get to that. That's something that these Spider-Man movies are actually quite death riddled. Like obviously, you've got Green Goblin dies at the beginning of the first movie. Doc Ock and his and the whole all the people at the thing. Like, and I think this is the Sam Raimi thing who made like uh, Evil Dead, you know, quite a big, violent, gory movie, um, has brought to it. But like, I do agree. I don't think Eddie Brock deserved to die for his sins. But, um, no, but Norman Osborn, I Osborne... think, bit of a prison sentence, perhaps for the kidnap yep. and for totally. other crimes. But Norman Osborn, right? He his his arc, and, and this is what it, this is what it's missing. He's missing the he's missing the correct arc. Norman Osborn's arc in the first one is back to formula. Like he's fucking crazy yeah. before he takes the stuff. You know, he's yeah. he wants to yeah, yeah. to sell guns to bomb Afghanistan. You know, Afghani children. Like he's all he's a bad guy already. And so his thing, and when he takes the serum himself, then he goes proper crazy. And then how? Like we understand that he he has to die in the end. That's that's Shakespeare wrote it. That has to happen. He must die at the end. And I just. I just don't think we're anywhere near Brock having to die at the end when he's also he's been consumed by this thing. He's not mm. out of choice, and it's Peter Parker's fault that he's consumed by this thing as well. Yep. And it's also the bit of the movie that gets the least time. We haven't yes. even fucking mentioned Sandman. Like, let's just put a pin in that just for a second, and we will get to that. Sandman. But like, Venom comes in in like halfway through the third act. Is is Eddie Brock gets the Venom suit? We have exactly. One scene where he gets the suit and he goes away. A second scene where he meets Sandman and says, "Yeah, we should totally kill Spider-Man, shouldn't we, bro?" And there he's like, "Yeah, let's kill Spider-Man." For reasons, I guess. Like, cool. Well, well, I guess we've got to end this movie somehow. Um, and then we have the big finale, and like, we don't get any other scenes of Venom. And I'm, and I actually maybe think that even with this cast and like some of this writing, you could have had a really, really engaging movie with Venom and Spider-Man if you didn't also have. The whole Harry Osborn thing, we're doing the Green Goblin thing again, and it's exactly the same as the first time. And it's like, well, yeah. that's fine. Obviously, movie 101, but also, like, you've also got three, two other baddies in this movie. And we haven't even touched doing? on Jim Frank, James Franco yet. Oh, we, we, I tell you what, no one's checking their watches. Strap in, we're doing at least another fucking four minutes. So, so yes, Dave, you're right. You're right. And also, what's the problem? What's the problem with fucking superheroes? <laughs> you're right, Russ. What's the problem with, with superhero villains that are trying to be uh, redeemable at the same time? I fucking hate it. I just want to hate the bad guys. I do not mm. want to have I don't know. to feel... Hold on. 
the the the, the crocodile one in Spider Man, um, crocodile doctor with the arm, Doctor Connors, yeah, Doctor Connors, fucking hate him because oh he's oh he's a good guy really no I just want a bad guy. The same the same with with uh, Venom, you know, all the way through. Just give me someone I can hate and I can enjoy that they're dead. Fantastic and brilliant, and that's fine. And it's like in 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 you could maybe have this if you focused all of your effort on building up uh, Brock as an evil guy anyway, and the Venom comes along and does exactly what it did, did to Peter Parker. It goes, you know, exaggerates his evilness. There we go, and we can maybe kill him then. But this this feels just like a brutal, brutal murder by Peter Parker at the very end of the movie, just before you're supposed mm-hmm. to be clapping away. They do away. try and write around it, because obviously, like, Spider-Man can't be killing people. Like, I don't know he's beating women up and punching his best friend around in this movie, but, like, he, Batman. Batman's big thing is he doesn't kill people, right? Like, if Batman's not killing people, Spider-Man can't be killing people. Like, but, I'm sorry, but... He but, does. But he does. But, like, the first movie with um, Osborne, the Green Goblin... Like, there's a really satisfying end to that movie, and you've watched that recently, Sam, like, where he realises he has a moment of, like, clarity where he realises that he's the bad guy. You know, the Green Goblin realises he's the bad guy, and that's, like, a satisfying... Don't tell Harry. ...that character. (laughs) Exactly. And, like, and he realises what's more important, and that's very, very, you know, sweet, and time Taylor's old as time, um, Super Soldier Serum and Flying Hoverboards, Taylor's old as time. Um, <laughs> just like Shakespeare wrote it. <laughs> just like Shakespeare wrote it. Um, the Hoverboard. <laughs> in the second movie, obviously you've got uh, Doctor Octopus, who is like on paper the stupidest villain in the entire of the history of supervillains. Uh, but in the movie, again, like a really, a really another really really cool like mentor mentee relationship that they have, and that redemption at the end, which feels a bit rough because we've already done that once. But the redemption at the end, where he walks into the into the river to like mm. stop the explosion. Really cool. And we come to this movie and and we have we do the same thing with Harry uh, just as a way to like write him out. And then you have the Eddie Brock thing where he jumps into the exploding venom suit. And that was fine. But again, like, we, we met this character three and a half minutes ago. Why it's did really he jump into it? Care. Well, no, he jumped into it, Sam, because like no, I understand why, but why? But why he, that, and that's that's again if you if you set up in the movie because he's not Spider-Man, because Peter Parker is different from Eddie Brock in that he has yeah. this baseline of morality and he understands that this suit is a bad thing that you know makes him a worse person. Eddie Brock doesn't understand that because he doesn't have that moral foundation. He's evil he because he's plagiarised a photograph and that's enough. No, no, he's me. not evil, but he sees the suit as a way it makes him strong, it makes him powerful, uh, it allows him to get the things that he wants. So he's, That's what he sees it as. It's not but, evil because no one believes they're evil yeah, but you're not saying that the movie's doing that because what I'm saying is that you you have to infer all this. And what actually, I'm saying the movie's is that not that's presenting. what the movie's showing you okay. in this scene, okay. but they haven't really earned it. Totally, I agree with that. 100% agree with that. And that leads us to the Shawshank Sam man, the the the, the other <laughs> totally fucking baffling and underwritten and unearned characters in this movie. And we're not even finished yet. This is just the next one, Sandman. <laughs> I mean, like actually, forgettable. No, no. I, I, I think you're going to say that this is redeemable. Sam, I think it's the most forgettable. Like his performance, forgettable. The character, fucking journey, forgettable. Just needed. Nope. You could just get rid of that altogether. 
not need to. I could not agree more, Ross. That you could just cut it out, and the, the movie literally wouldn't be any different. Like literally, I, I, you wouldn't notice. I would love to do that. Actually, I'd love to take a, 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 this and, and just edit out the scenes that he's in, or the scenes that are related to him. Um, because yeah, there isn't. There isn't. I mean, you know, the character of the Sandman itself, I don't think is that bad. I think it is interesting. But then he's because he's doing all this, like because the the the, the film set up sets up. The fact that he's escaping prison and he's trying to raise money for his daughter who's unwell and flashback to the... baked beans, run marathons like everyone else, dickhead. Yeah, like it's 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 not nice, obviously, and all of that is like, well, okay, so there's a reason that he's doing this. But then the film isn't in really interested in like pushing that any further because it, he says that this that this character's motivation is he needs to save his daughter, blah 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 blah. But then he kind of like manages to do some of that by robbing a bank at one point and just doesn't disappear and go to the dot. <laughs> how much more money do you need? Yeah, you've got like, literal two bags of cash. Ki- killing, also, how are you paying the Mayo Clinic in bags of cash? Exactly. exactly. Stamped yeah. with wet, the name of wet the bank. cash as well. Wet cash. <laughs> wet, ca- wet sandy cash. Do you get this from the beach? <laughs> and then and then he says and then he says uh, to Brock. Like, oh, Spider-Man, let's kill Spider-Man. Sure. Oh, no, sorry, Brock says to him, but he agrees to kill Spider-Man. And you're like, okay, why? I mean, he's tried to stop you once, and you he he flushed you away. He beat you yeah. with water. Imagine that being your weakness. Flushed his whole toilet. Flushed his whole plot, sorry. But he's fine, isn't he? In the end, you know, he's like, he's figured it out. And and I don't even remember what happens to him. Does he die? No, he basically, you know, Peter forgives him and he literally floats away on sun dust. Right. Oh, fuck me. And do we get to see a scene? Do we get to see the door? Anything? Do we get any point of like, he's done it. He's managed to escape this life of crime because... What was most important to me was my daughter. If we never see her again, no one cares. Move on. Sandman's daughter died that week. No reason. So... Most of the Sandman stuff takes place like outside of Spider-Man. We have like the whole movie just stops dead, so we can go to the. Mm. And it, it feels like a movie from a different. It feels like this movie's been cut. Yes, with yes. like a Shawshank Redemption era film. Sandman, the origin movie. Sandman, he crawled through a river of shit two miles long, came out sand <laughs> on he, the other side, and then he melted with a with a with a particle reactor somehow in the middle of New York. He falls in a particle reactor and then I go, you have the scene of all these scientists, oh, we're ready to run this really experiment, uh, dangerous experiment, sir. Oh, I'm getting some life form on the readers. Ah, probably a bird. Ah, maybe you should go out and check then, you lazy cunt. How about that? (laughs) Probably a bird. I don't believe believe your instruments can pick up a life form and not know that it's a person. There are not that many animals in New York City with that are the size or produce the heat of a person, or maybe maybe just get some eyes on this, like a camera, perhaps. <laughs> like a camera would do that. Like we have cameras. Also, we have large parts of this plot revolve around having cameras. And also, do we need to even have it? Like, let's say we keep in Sandman. Let's say we just say, ah, fine, fine, go for a movie. You're drunk anyway. Like, do we need do we need to have the origin story in there? Do we need to have what is just a fucking long and torturous sequence of him escaping and then falling into this random pit and then the whole process of him like learning? I mean, it looks great and it's clearly why they did it because they wanted to test and show off 
they're great CGI, but we are just, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Yeah. It doesn't add anything to the film. And as you say, if you could remove that, I'm not sure you'd it see It feels any... like, it feels like Sandman should be the first act of the baddie who's robbing a bank, who he, Spider-Man beats before we have the Spider-Man and personal arc in the middle. And then we have the bad yeah. guy at the end. And, yep. But we never see Sandman again in this in this version. Uh, my the biggest thing I hate about Sandman is the fact that um, if someone's got the actor's name because it escapes me right now, the fact that you've got a really good Oscar-nominated actor to play this role Thomas where you're asking him to be a plank of wood, um, yeah, and <clears throat> also the way they dress him. This is a pet peeve of mine in superhero movies. Is this like <laughs> the need to like the need to have nods? To things in your movie to like give the fans something to be excited about except that what they should be excited about is you're making a fucking spider-man movie you don't need to then have a nod to the fact that this character is based on a comic book character by having him dressed like he's from a different era to yeah. everyone else in this movie yeah. like literally so that you can go hey nudge nudge hey he's dressed like he's in the comic books yes john i know but this is He's in the movie. You've told me what the character is. He's the Sandman. I know that because I'm watching the fucking movie. I don't need him to have the striped shirt for me to go, oh yeah, just like in the comic Get book. it? Like, Get it? Hey! Like, I don't no, even know what the word for it is because it's not a nod or like a, a you know, a reference. It's literally just like... It's fan service. It's fan yes, service. Fan it's service. not even fan That's service, Sam, because like... No, it is because well, no one else, no, no yeah. one else except the nerds no, would know. The fan service is by having this character in your movie. You don't you then need to dress him like he's dressed in one comic book edition. No, because let's not forget he is integral to the plot. Of course he is, because for some reason, yeah, you're all squinting at me, but I'll tell you why. <laughs> for some reason, halfway through, the movie's like, so Spider-Man, you know that Uncle Ben dies, right? Well, <laughs> let me tell you. See all that stuff. See all that great foundation with great power comes great risk. All of that. See all of that. Whoop. Wind it back. We'll start again. We're going to have this weird... Close the box. Close the box. Close the box. Move on. Put the box <laughs> oh, in, in, in the ground. into the fucking river. <laughs> Cover it in sand. And it ends up that Sandman killed... Sand, eh? Sandman! <laughs> Sandman killed Peter Parker's uncle and... The whole of the start of Spider-Man is now his fault, and so isn't. Hold isn't on, it just even stupider than that. No, it, it, yeah, go on. Because in, in the first movie, correct me if I'm wrong, he goes after the guy he thinks killed his uncle. Yeah, and, and does he either accident, does he accidentally kill him? He he so accidentally falls out the window, but not yeah. once does this guy deny it. But like. <laughs> Surely you've had that nice um, arc and, and Spider-Man realizing that like revenge is bad and he and great he's power. killed this guy's dead, but Tom's I think we do have the like he almost forgives this guy for like killing his uncle. Like, so why would he ha have such an atomic reaction to finding out that it was in fact somebody else when he's already had the emotional arc of like coming to terms with his uncle's death? Like well, you come to terms with your uncle's death, you knew he'd been shot. But why now it turns it out it was somebody else, and you want to rip his throat out. But but why? That's not one, how grief works. Number one, why? Why? That's not why, how the police work. Exactly. <laughs> why the police? Why the police? Like, hey, sir, by the way. you know your uncle who was shot five years ago. Yeah, well, we were wrong about who shot him. We, we, we had the guy. Yeah. We let him go. Yeah. If you could find him, do some. We have so little to do. We, we were looking at this randomly them. closed case, and we yeah. thought, hey, let's look into it. We have, we have so little to do. Let's bother this family, this bereaved family. 
because crime stopped in New York. I don't know if you heard this. Yeah. Crime yeah. is done. <laughs> so then, so then, this is another. Fo- I mean, how many arcs does Spider Man have? Because how many attempted arcs does Spider Man have? Because then he's like spending all of his time getting pissed because he wants to go kill Sandman, which he does, and then he tells Aunt May about it. Then Aunt May's disappointed in him and says, "Your uncle wouldn't want that." And so, blah 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 blah. Like again, that's a whole other thematic fucking element of the film. Just touches on and then moves on is not interested in resolving or anything like that it's all to make it like a 15 part ending because we get the venom dies we get all of that um harry's been <laughs> the head in right. so venom's venom's dead eddie brock's dead barely have time to process what's happened because he turns around and he's got to deal with sandman and we have the i'm sorry i killed your uncle i realized that was wrong because Killing people's wrong. I'm the Sandman, um, and then Peter's like, oh, "I forgive you." And we have the like ten minute fucking like conversation, all the time, punctuated by, "Oh, Peter, I'm dying, Peter. Oh, I'm cold, Peter. Peter, should I go towards the light?" Like your best mate is bleeding to death, and then He's dying on the floor downstairs. That, we go straight from that like Sandman thing. Again, you don't have a second to lurk, uh, linger on the fact that it's quite a nice CGI shot. You don't have any time to linger on that because we've instantly got to go to, oh shit, I could have had 10 minutes to tell my best friend now I love him, but oh, have I got time? Are you still alive? Shaking him, I'm still alive! Or like, even take him to the hospital or do anything. Do anything. <laughs> before we move on, let's talk about James Franco next. Before we move on, I'd like to just, uh, one more on Sandman is that we get two versions of how Uncle Ben died. We get like an imagined version that I'm not sure who's about to get a flashback. Nobody seems to be like, no one saw this. And this is where he brutally fucking executes Uncle Ben completely <laughs> unnecessarily. And you're like, whoa. Because the movie, the movie's like, look, he's a bad guy. And then we fast forward to actually what happened, which is mm. he was close to Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben was being a good Dad, this guy. And walk away. Yeah, like it's fine. Hey, and... no, you don't know me, but I really just need to be a dad. I don't have any kids of my own, so I'm yeah, going to be yeah. everyone's dad. Can, can I, can I help you? Hug? You can look I like you could use money? a hug. Should we get a beer? Can I teach you how to shave? And you're like, dude, this guy's five years younger than you. He, I'm yes, he... Get back in your car. And he's giving him a hug. Uncle Ben's giving this guy, Sandman, a hug. And then the actual bad guy that we hated at the, the in the first movie shoves into him, and he accidentally pulls a trigger. Wah, wah, and you're like, well, there we go. So that's a f- so so the movie the movie is just completely disrespecting the audience. Disjointed, yeah. It completely well, is shitting. We don't expect you to even remember any of this because we get 15 flashbacks. We get a flashback at the end when he's fighting Venom to a scene that happened four minutes ago <laughs> in the church with with the bell. and I'm like, and I was, honestly, I was like, well, thank God they reminded me because I was comatose at that point. It's so. the bell, stupid! It's the bell, the sound. Let's talk about. <laughs> let, let's talk like. Ross, you need to get to have a coffee because we're going into hour two. Jeez, uh, I should have brewed a coffee. Fuck me. Right. <laughs> this is what you get for staying up late. Uh, James. <laughs> James. Yes, Franco. James Franco. Let's go into it. And 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 let's 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 start with Harry because Harry's arc is angry, 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 angry. Oh, thanks, Butler. That's useful information. I'm your friend now. And then that's it. Like there's uh, no, also well, to be fair, after the second you. angry, it's oh memory loss, and I'm happy again. And then oh, it's yeah. angry, 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 angry. <laughs> Thanks, Butler. That's good I information. About the angry, whole memory angry. Loss. I forgive him. 
just what? Like this is this is a baffling character. This is a baffling, although quite funny performance from James Franco. But it's so out of it's so out of line with this movie. It doesn't make any sense. The bit where he's the bit when he's uh, cooking with MJ, and you're like. <laughs> You are high as fuck right now, Harry. Is this the painkillers? Like, Tylenol. what is going on? He is Has fucking Thailand. Ever asked anyone to just get food? He just says to the book, "Just go and get some food." Like, that's a <laughs> big umbrella, Harry. I'm going to need some sort of meal idea, some sort of like, what time of what day are we on? Like, well, you want eggs? I, mean, I can get you eggs. The way you want fucking filet mignon, I can get way... you filet mignon. We're millionaires. It's fine. The way I explain this in my head is. Because he lost his memory, he's rich and he doesn't have a job. He's got nothing to do, and I'll be just like Butler, put me out ingredients. Me and MJ are going to cook, and then basically put some out a basic thing for them to cook together. Because imagine, hang on, let me stop you guys. I want you right now close your eyes and imagine the freedom and the joy you might feel from cooking, knowing you don't have to tidy up afterwards. <laughs> you don't have to wipe down any surface, wash any dish. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't even matter you know if you what? fucking break shit. I'm still shit, grappling you know? with the problems of having to tidy up before I cook. Yeah, <laughs> I had a clear space. Oh, imagine that freedom. Imagine that freedom. Do you know what I mean? And if you don't even have anything edible at the end of it, that's okay. You're rich. This you is can why, buy a Five Guys. This is why billionaire. <laughs> like guys. the franchise. You can buy the franchise. That's what I mean. Not a burger. You buy the fucking restaurant. All five of them. Yours. <laughs> This is why billionaires need to be uh, outlawed because they're obviously they don't cook and so they have they're no all, empathy for it. Because there's not enough Five Guys. <laughs> yeah. Hoverboards. And then, and then, then, yeah, I mean, the whole fucking memory loss thing, which is just like. But I've got. <laughs> it's so lazy. It's so, it's so tired. Bonk on the head, it, go to memory loss jail. <laughs> it also means. It also means we just get. Bonk! Memory loss. Guilty. <laughs> I'm afraid you've got stage stage three retrograde retrograde movie memory loss. That's right. You've suffered a mild bump to the head and forgotten everything, and it'll probably come back in the next 24 to 48 hours. I'm sorry, so it's terminal. If you're hit on the head again, 52 minutes. And then I'm sorry, that. sir. You've got CTE from all the concussions you've suffered. <laughs> And that goes away through some kind of like memory induced thing. I don't know, I don't know how memory works, but that seems weird. I Butler hits him with the head of the pan. All, all of the points of Franco being shit eating, you know, I know that face. Like, it, it just like, he's just wild. He's running wild. Now, I love the, I love the gif of him like turning like, oh, like, so good. Good. So, so good. good. It's a real shame. It's a real shame that James Franco is just such a piece of shit. Like, yeah. It's it's obviously. Are we getting terrible. there now? Are we, are we there? Are we, yeah. We've talked about his work and now we're getting onto this. Let's 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 shut him down. It's terrible the the impact that these horrible, lecherous fucking men with power have on you know the, their victims. And it's that is the prime that is the primary problem with that right absolutely but also i really like i think james franco is a fucking really good actor sometimes you know and it's so disappointing it's so disappointing when you go oh for fuck's sake james like, yes, because now yes. i can't enjoy a single performance yep. I, you know the yeah, same i do think guys let's, let's of cards, not, man. i'm not a james franco defender let's be clear um he tried to groom a 17 year old which is not okay i mean um, 
But like, let's not forget that this has been going on in Hollywood for, and it doesn't excuse the behavior, but like for decades, Jerry Seinfeld quite famously had a 16 year old girlfriend. I know. And like, and it is shitty because it makes you like it. I wouldn't say it ruins everything that person's ever done, but just color it. It colors it that this person has gotten rich and then decided to be, or before or whenever, to like to be a total scumbag. Kevin Spacey's the same. Like Kevin Spacey. And it, it colors mm. that body of like work where you would think this person would be respected, but they couldn't fucking resist like, you know, trying to abuse a teenager. Talk, you're talking like... talking to a teenager. Can you imagine talking to a fucking teenager? I mean, Jesus Christ, like what that's no. awful in itself. Do you Unless know I'm mean? ordering my or fucking burger order. You're no, I can't. Guys. From your personal <laughs> five guys. Hello, five guys. It's me, Ross. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> like a yeah. Yes, the usual. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Hold five on. burgers. Yes, the usual. You, you, and no, hold on. I could do without the attitude. Thank you. You've got your own personal. <laughs> you've got your own personal five guys, and they don't deliver. So no, no, no. They just know me well enough. <laughs> yeah. Ross isn't. Ross isn't. No, no. He's yeah. just their best customer. <laughs> <laughs> Ross has installed his own phone, his like red phone, his red bat yeah, phone. It's a bat phone. Phone. Oh my god, it's Mr. Griffith. Hello. <laughs> Griffith. Give me that burger. That's for that's for Ross. <laughs> Griffith. <laughs> this whore of a city's a dying whore. <laughs> this burger's a dying whore. <laughs> this I think bottomless, we're just, I think we're just this like bottomless soft drinks a dying whore. <laughs> I, I think we're deflecting from how uncomfortable I am. Makes us. Burger. <laughs> Burger man. I am hungry. <laughs> I, I just think it's disappointing. Guys. And, I, and, I can, and I you know what? Guys, you know. Harry, Harry's arc in this, Harry's arc in this, to, at the end to become in, like, he comes and saves the day and helps out. And they're all like, hey, bro, <laughs> that was funny. Well done. Like, he's just back here with his glider. After like, he destroyed the like city, the beat the shit out of Peter, and we're just moving on. We're okay. Like, you know, you know what it would have been a re- at the end of the movie. But it's like his butler said to him, like, <sighs> "Harry, do you not remember that you fucking hated your scumbag dad and you never did? You know, he was a horrible, horrible individual who didn't like you." And he'd be like, "Yeah, maybe it is a good thing he's dead, and I've got all of his fucking money. Hmm, maybe." Thanks, Bill Paxton's dad. Wouldn't Wouldn't <laughs> it be a much Thanks, Bill Paxton's dad? <laughs> wouldn't Wouldn't it be a much more like? more sort of tight writing or better writing like if we in this scenario where we've taken Salmon out completely and we've gotten to the point now where Eddie Brock is Venom and he's enlisted now Green Goblin Green Goblin's got more fighting them and through this fight you know uh that's when Harry realizes that Peter was actually you know his friend all along trying to help him and then you have this two-on-two fight where it's maybe like what's his name fucking Harry Osborne as Green Goblin fighting um Eddie Brock where he's outside of Venom, and then Peter fighting the sort of the symbiote version of Venom, you know, and then it makes sense for him to sacrifice himself. How much better would that be where he's enlisted, they're fighting the two of them, and then and then it comes about, and like, and it makes more sense then for Venom to be able to get into um, what's his name? Uh, Green Goblin, Harry Osborn's head, yep. because he's been in Peter Parker's head, so he knows what, what, how, where to prey on with Harry. I mean, it's not difficult, is it? Like, it's not difficult. Oh, I mean, There's you know a thousand I mean? different interpretations. Different if I had an hour this week, I could bash it out, Sam. You know what I mean? I could get you I a know. screenplay. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as we've learned, it's any, anyone, especially three white guys, can write a screenplay. That's, that's <laughs> how it is. I mean, let's, let's, can we all just quickly, and let, I don't know if you want to 
move on to a, some kind of. Well, I'm looking forward to the quiz. Quiz, but before the quiz, let's just think of let's just think of one thing that we did like about this movie. I'll start while you guys think, and I'm going to steal the easy one. JJ, 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 Simmons, and J.K. Simmons in this. I mean, he's not popping to the same level that he is in 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 the first one because I I'm not exaggerating when I say that J.K. Simmons in the first Spider Man is one of my favorite acting performances <laughs> mm. in cinema history. Like, I don't think anyone I mean, nailed the, who he is in the in the 90s cartoon, who he is in the comics, yeah. the, the hair and makeup. The the tash, the hair, yeah. Beautiful. And he is just snapping. But he's not quite there in this movie. He has a couple of scenes. Yeah. With the, well, he's, with not the aggressive buzzer. he's not in it that much. He's not in it that much. No. But he's such... That he's such well loved in this role by fans and even like the movie fans alike is that he reprises that role in the Toby <coughs> not Toby Maguire fucking what's his name the latest Spider Man he was in Uncharted what's his Tom name Holland. Tom Holland because at the end of that movie basically um, he's sort of like your your Fox News correspondent like and he really yeah. plays it up but like he's only in it for like a two minute snippet but he basically he unveils the identity of Spider Man but that's how well. Like, he's done that role where basically they got him to reprise that for a two-minute stint, probably got paid $5 million, and people went fucking nuts over it. And I know you don't like post credit scenes, Sam, but I would argue J.K. Simmons is worth the goddamn wit. Yeah. So, what, uh, Ross, what did uh, you I, like? Oh, go on, Div. Go on, Div. I was going to say, I, I love I love J.K. Simmons in this role. I, I love all the new pe- newspaper stuff. Um I love the buzzer thing with him and Elizabeth Banks. Uh, I like Elizabeth Banks in <laughs> the scenes. Um, is the character Betty Brant? Is that right? Um, yes, that sounds right from the comics. Uh, I just think she doesn't really have a lot to do in the first movie or the second movie, and they're obviously like, right, we'll give Elizabeth Banks more to do. She's mm-hmm. hilarious. Like the buzzer thing, especially, is brilliant. Um, makes no sense. Why is the buzzer r- vibrating the table? But anyway, <laughs> I don't to know, Sam. Why is it vibrating the entire room? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's funny. Um, and then, like, uh, when she's flirting with Peter Parker later on, that's also funny. Uh, J.K. Simmons in the camera from the little girl, and she's like, film oh. cross extra. Brilliant. She's a, she's, a, she's a person who's in things as well, uh, the little girl. Um, but I didn't bother to do the research. Um, and actually, to be fair to this movie, I kind of really like a lot of the visuals. Um, I really like the way Venom looks, the CGI Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh Obviously, we t- touched on the CGI Sandman stuff being pretty well mm. done for 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and anything else, Dave, or you, you want to list yeah, everything Ross, in the entire Chris. fucking move, right? <laughs> you got to leave what, anything what, left. What, what we were doing. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> what you got left, Ross? What's one thing that you liked about this movie? <laughs> the credits. Love the credits. <laughs> like things I liked. Oh, no, it's... Um... It, like similar to Dave, I actually—I I mean, I love the Black Spider-Man suit, and I, even from the '90s cartoons, I love Venom as a concept. Anyway, I love it. But I tell you what was really good and surprised me how well it held up. And this is CGI, like David talking about. But it was the the first fight between uh, Peter and Harry, like you know, in the first twenty minutes, um, because all, a lot of that was CGI, of course, but still holds up. But also, the fight itself was pretty. You, you know what you get from that that you don't get from like I said, current movies, and I've mentioned this a couple times now, is that 
in current movies, it's a lot of quick cuts and you can't really make sense of what's going on. Has mm-hmm. someone been punched? You're just hearing a lot of smack, poof, bang, poof, and you're like, oh, someone's won now. But with this, you can clearly make out, oh, he's been hit into a wall. Now he's ripping the wall off the wall. Oh, shit. Now he's reaching for the ring. That was a brilliant fight scene. Quite well orchestrated, isn't it? Yeah, mm. you've got to, yeah, got to appreciate kind of the, that because it's hard to do. The strength is the earlier movies as well. Like the action's quite well designed. Yes, it's something something Raimi's really good at. It's um, the acrobatics as well. Like, and, and that's sort of yeah. like under understated as well. And it's only from a recent viewing that you sort of like begin to appreciate it. Yeah, and it's like even the um, I I also really like the Spider-Man swinging just generally. Like, yeah, it gets me every time. Just like the games, it's it's just like the games. Um, yeah, but it's frustrating because I feel like. If if the producers hadn't and the executives hadn't gotten involved and like insisted upon themselves, Lois, um, <laughs> like maybe this movie would have been better because the first one's really good, the second one's excellent. Like, um, have you seen Doctor Strange and the multiple multiverse of madness? Yes, well? yes, that's Sam Raimi as well. Um, oh. and that's that's pretty good. And like, yeah. so this guy can obviously direct and make a superhero movie that's good. He's done it three times out of four. Um, so I just, it's a shame. And it's like, like I said, it's almost like they were like, right, we've got to put everything in here now to sell as many toys as possible because we're not going to get another movie. And I'm like, you've got loads of money. You're about to fucking start the MCU. <laughs> it's not loads of money. It's all the money, Dave. Yeah. How many times? <laughs> they don't care you know what I mean, though? It's like... You could maybe have run this. I would have liked a Spider-Man movie every year, like Spider-Man and Morbius. Not that because that's we've proved in the last fucking year that that's a bad God, idea. But like, kill me. That's not. Let you know. I want. I want, I want is, a film I... every year with a, a Spider-Man villain. Go on. Can, can I just say as well before we go into the quiz? I think this is a great way to round it out. Of all the Spider-Man movie stuff we could have done, we went with Spider-Man three and not into the Spider-Verse. Oh. Like what are what are we? I know, I know, I know. We're not doing recriminations, but for fuck's sake! I mean, honestly, because into the spider, like, and I am not. I fucking hate superhero movies. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Right, but Into the Spider Verse is one of the best films I've ever seen. Like oh. that is an absolute is that masterpiece. Is that the name of the first one? First no, one. no, it's just it, yeah, it's the first one. First time. That is an absolute. They're working on the second one. Yeah, next year, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm yeah, sure it'll be shit, that. and that's fine. But that movie is wonderful, and I think there's so much to enjoy from Spider-Man. I'm, a, I'm even interested in going back and seeing the one with Tobey Maguire, the three different Spider-Mans. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> spider, I'm spider curious, but I it's just, actually, um, actually, Sam, it's really nice to see Tobey Maguire in that movie. Yeah, like, fun. He's, he's fun it, it feels like a second. fond farewell to the character yeah, yeah. in a way that good, this yeah. movie doesn't. No. Anyway, me, we'll cover that another time. Yeah. No, I want the quiz. <laughs> I'm fancying my chances this week. All right. Give us a quiz, Dave. Give me, give me some backing music. Give me a beat. Lay down a beat. <laughs> <laughs> right. This should be an easy one. Um, this is going to be a, a quick buzzer. Question. What is the quiz? What what are we doing? What are we quizzing? This is just random questions David's going to ask you about uh, Spider-Man on Spider-Man or general knowledge. Yeah, it's going to be Spider-Man related. <laughs> general knowledge. Okay, so welcome to the Spider-Man. <laughs> what makes up a hydrogen atom? No, it's not going to be that. Uh, so in this movie, right? Obviously, over fucking flowing with villains. How many are there? How many Spider-Man villains appear in this movie? 
Honka Honka. Three. Ross? Three. Um, Wrong! I'm going to say we've got Harry, Sandman, uh, Brock. That's not a number. He's counting out loud. He's taking the piss. You've, you've already got it wrong, Ross. So... Hold on, hold on. I don't know then. I can't think of any more. Three. Right, so you're going to list them off. Obviously, we've got Venom, Eddie Brock. Uh, we've got uh, Green Goblin 2, Harry Osborne. Yeah. Uh, we have Sandman from the Shawshank yeah. Uh We also have uh, Dr. Connors is in this movie, and he is a Spider-Man villain. Oh, is he? Yep. But he is, he but he's is, not a he's... villain. He's not a villain, though. But he, 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 he is hasn't a Spider-Man. Yet, so he's not the villain yet. Peter Parker, when he's twelve years old, is Spider-Man. You've misunderstood the rules of the quiz, which means it's totally up to me. Oh, but you're wrong. Uh, and number five, we actually have the original Green Goblin appears in this movie as a hallucination. Oh, there we go. So it's five. There are five big villains Ross, in this movie. You, listen, Ross. If you want to be the quiz master, you can suggest um, a quiz next week. All next right. time, or, yeah, next time. Anyway, next. Then you have all the power. Bill Paxton's father uh, played the butler in this movie, which we have mentioned. His name was John Paxton. Uh, he may well have been the oldest man alive at the time. Um, so there are two questions. How old How old was he in 2007 when this movie was released? Uh, 87. Hunker, Hunker. 70. Ross said 70? Yep, yep, I said 87. 87 is correct. Oh. But Sam didn't buzz in, I did. Oh, Sam didn't buzz in. I did not you, know you that. were wrong, Ross. So it doesn't matter who buzzed in. First, <laughs> well, yeah, but he didn't wrong. buzz in, so he shouldn't get the point. Ross, this is so unentertaining. <laughs> uh, Question number two: In a related fashion, obviously being the oldest man in the world in a movie where he's asked to say some really stupid shit. Uh, what year did he die? Spoilers, I guess, that this man who's 87, 15 years ago is dead. Hunker, Hunker, Hunker. 2011. Uh, 10. Ross oh, has got it. 2011. You're such a cunt. Even Stevens. <laughs> it was 10 or right. 12, I was going to Some... say. <laughs> Price is right. Next question. Some some related questions. Um... How old am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to Let's go. Let's so, go. initially, go. initially in this movie, um, Sam Raimi wanted to have the vulture in this movie. It was a bad guy that I bet Sam has never heard of. I know the vulture um, because I've seen the animated yeah. series. Yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, you get one point if you can tell me who played the vulture in the Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Michael Keaton. Point for Ross. Okay. You get a bonus point if you can tell me who Sam Raimi wanted to play the vulture in this movie. Oh, that's a good question, that. So... Like middling, no, like actors who were kind of over it a little bit in 2007. Uh, and you've also got to bear in mind as well that the Vulture's kind of like an old man actor, like the Vulture's character is Malcolm like, McDowell. No, although that's a good guess. But Ryan Brian Cranston. <laughs> Brian Cranston was like 40. He was, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was Malcolm in the middle of this point. Oh, right, yeah. Um, you waving the white flag? Yep. Yeah. Ben Kingsley, oh, apparently. Oh, that would have been a good one. Um, Malcolm so yeah, initially Malcolm, I think yes. he wanted to have Sandman and the Vulture in this movie, uh, which is interesting um, uh, to somebody so, uh, somewhere. What I is guess. this hard on for Sandman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, right. 
This movie, this, this trilogy of movies was followed by a duology of movies um, starring... What? A, a duology of movies. That's two, okay. Ross. Right, okay. There were two of them. Duo um, means two. <laughs> Thus ends get... our intensive yeah, three yeah, okay, course. <laughs> Keep going. Do I get points for knowing that? Um, who who's the bad guy in that first? Um, what's his Doc Connors. Doc Connors. Good answer, Ross. You're two points ahead. Who are the bad guys in the second movie? Electro. Isn't there a second bad guy? Mm, Rhino. Correct. Well, Ross is absolutely <laughs> missed them. Um, I, I mean, I haven't seen this film. So I don't know. Is this what? Which one's this? Spider Man? Just Spider Man? The one with Andrew Garfield. The Amazing Spider Man. Right. Okay. Um, no idea. Which was no a weird idea. sort of reboot that came. First one was decent. Second one was shit. Movie. Anyway, next question. Um, I'm kind of out of questions, really. Oh right. Okay. As much fanfare as a wet fart. <laughs> so, so who? Have we got a winner? Yeah, it's me. Yeah. It's Ross. It's Ross by Christmas. No, no the, 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 the point is, it's not about the point. It's about who had... It's about moral fiber. Who had the most moral fiber? Ross's knowledge was better. Ross. However, if you oh, had that looked at it, at how old John Paxton was, 87 was an absolutely phenomenal guess for that. Uh, well, I, I knew he was in his 80s. But I, <laughs> I did I'm ruining it. Honestly, I you know I'm handing you some flowers in a medal and you were like, no, sorry, I already knew. Because he's looking away from the camera. No, no, I, uh, I, I, I had some idea. Yeah, sure. yeah two minutes, guys. Let me just, <laughs> let me just text that. Phone a friend. Whoop. So there we go. That ends. Uh, so we'll be the... doing the Amazing Spider-Man next week, and then the Amazing Spider-Man two, and then no. Ooh, or are we just going to do the both the fanta- all three Fantastic Four movies? Confusingly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Uh, I, I can't do any more superhero movies. I can't do, and we haven't done that many. Right? My pick next, I think. But please, Ross. No, it's not. You picked the fucking Batman, did you not? Literally, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I think it's my pick. Well, chance for luck. So, he's we? doing that David Dave thing where he's like, if I just if I just assert loudly that it's my turn, they might just go with it. Problem is, we all do that. <laughs> I do that all the time and it works and no one goes along about with it. 40% of the time and no one goes along with it everyone asserts and no one goes along with it in, in, in uh, when in we a... have if we've had a week off sometimes you can just slip one in there and be like oh it's my pick we'll just do this in an unrelated and completely non-retribution based uh, pick I'm going to do some <laughs> ex- I'm going to do a silent film from the 1920s two and a half hours long Ross enjoy strap in you're going to have to read you're going to have to read things <laughs> I think I'm getting my hair cut. You can't ask me to read. Ross always has subtitles on. He's always reading. Yeah. Ross loves to oh, read. I always watch with subtitles. Yeah, but when it's essential, it's it's a lot, it's a hard work, much harder work. I just don't <laughs> want to do. You know what? As a general point, I'm just sick. I'm sick of all these fucking. I'm sick of all these stupid men with all of their goddamn uh, toxic masculinity running around beating things up and everyone going, "This is great. This is fantastic." It's like, oh boy, we better avoid like ninety-five percent of all movies ever made. Might be even higher than that. I know, yeah. I know, and and, and but What's at least, showing at least up the Cannes Festival. What have least, they got on? At least like a fucking army movies having fun. Do you know what I mean? It's been fun in this. It would be There's nice no to do. It would nice be nice to do a movie with a bit of pathos. Uh, uh, you know, some decent writing and like some good character arcs and maybe maybe a slower movie. You know. Mm, well, what about guys... what about what about Interstellar? Oh, there's a film. I watched Interstellar quite recently, so yeah, I can do that. 
That's two and a half hours I'm going back. Lazy fuck. Right, so pick, pick something else, Sam. Pick something else. Yeah, we'll come pick back. We'll come back. <laughs> 2001 is Space Odyssey. That's about four hours long. Yeah. Casino. <laughs> we we can't. Yeah. can't get we, Casino. We, I have a DVD to send you, and that's it. That's our only option. Send me the DVD. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's then you have to send it to Sam. Yeah. <clears throat> or actually, you send to Sam, then Sam sends it to me. With <laughs> minimal effort. <laughs> Ross, I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a Sam secret. He'd never lend Sam anything if you want to ever see it again. Because <laughs> what will happen is he'll lose or misplace it through no, through probably no fault of his own and then through deny all knowledge of it. The all right, Dave. Joe has lent Sam and then denied ever seen or hearing of in his life. I don't know what he's talking about. I've never heard of ancient Rome. I could possibly have heard that book. Oh my god. I, I was I was gonna I was gonna say, oh. all right Dave, well give me a fucking inventory of things that I <laughs> but then you pull out a joke card and I have to just submit to that completely. That's, that's <laughs> I object to that. So, oh actually no you've called me out. Yep. Fair, 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 fair. Actually you no know, these are these are factual statements. That's, that's well funded. Okay, so I blame. He mentioned it the other day, Sam. He literally mentioned it on on Saturday. Yeah, well, I I, you, you know, you know, what I blame. I blame a goo like symbiote who is taking taken over me. That's who I blame oh. for all my misdeeds. <laughs> now watch me dance. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Too slow, Dave. Oh, fuck you know Parker. Oh no, that's good. Yeah. There we go. Just to edit out that gap, Sam. So look at Watch the watch the women in it. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Watch, watch, watch. <laughs> they are not oh, enamored. Yeah, she, is, she, is, she is drawing away. Oh, actually, you, you nailed it. I really, really interpret that differently the first time right? I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Ross, that's the Joker dance. That is. <laughs> right, well, before we break some sort of copyright law, I'll uh, give that an There it is. See you next time. Yeah. Uh-huh.